for zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. Psalm 69, verse 9. It's uh, so interesting to me that uh, so many people say, uh, well, I've never looked at the Old Testament. Uh, I really, uh, I, I only focus on the Gospels. Uh, but one of the problems with that idea is you're kind of chipping away at the very foundations and the very reason for the existence in the, uh, the Jesus of the Gospel in the first place. The reason I bring that up is Jesus uh, quotes uh, in John 2, 17, the zeal uh, for your house will consume me. He, he, he quotes that as he is expelling the money changers from the, uh, the temple area uh, because that actually had taken over and had become basically a place of commerce rather than a place of worship. And he, as the son of God, is incredibly deeply offended by this. And of course, so should we be. Yeah, it's, you can't understand the New Testament without the Old Testament. And they're so very clearly linked. I mean, in fact, the gospel writers and uh, pointing to uh, Jesus as the fulfillment uh in Jesus' own words, he's not nullifying the Old Testament, but it's come to complete it and be back in its original intention, have all of these illusions back to Jesus. Uh, Jesus is the new Moses for Matthew, and John points to Jesus as the new tabernacle, came and made his dwelling. He tented in our midst. Um, the fulfillment of Jesus as being the one who completes what Elijah and Elisha were declaring. Jesus takes on the name, the Son of Man, from Daniel, uh, clearly pointing to himself to be the long-expected one, uh, the Messiah who was coming as the new king, uh, establishing everything. Uh, I love the Hebrew scriptures because they really set me up to understand Jesus. And or even on more mundane, it's not actually a mundane level, but when Jesus is talking about marriage, he directly uh, references Genesis. Yeah, it's er everything is connected back and you see this declarations over and over. And for the psalmist, uh, what he was saying in this instance is uh, the temple had uh, this strong attachment for them. The house, uh, your house, uh, was a... A euphemism or another way of expressing the temple. God dwelt uh, in Zion. He was the God of all the earth and all the heavens, but there was this unique manifestation of his presence in this gathering place of worship. And so the Psalms are repeat uh, with multiple references of the psalmist trying to get back to the temple, especially um, some of the Psalms of, uh, they're called the Psalms of Korah. These were the worship leaders. And uh, a couple of them, they're situated out away from Jerusalem, one in the Northern Kingdom. And the declaration is, uh, I want to get back to the temple because there's something about a sense of security when you're close to the presence of God. Now, sort of a, a now what, moment is one of the things that I've observed in my own life is that the Word of God, the Bible, the Old and New Testaments, uh, amongst many members of the congregation is just not known. 
so you get these sound bites uh, from the Gospels uh, every Sunday, but you really don't get the sense that uh, this has any strong attachment to your life and that your life has actually got strong attach attachment to generations uh, that have come before. We talked about a little child, uh, your grandson the other day, and the uh, the moments he's going through in his, his, uh, in his short life of learning parameters and learning, uh, not, yeah, boundaries, actually. And I, I think that we're so diminished uh, when we uh, kind of live outside of the Bible. We, we've chosen other things to kind of uh, place all our marbles over here in another place, uh, whereas the only place is, in a way, our temple is, you know, the word of God. And not to know it is really actually to diminish who one is as a human being in a funny kind of way, uh, because we don't know very essential parts of really what is our story in connection to God's story. 